It's Paul Hearing with Paul Hearing Coaching. I'm a tech business leader turned meditation coach, life coach, leadership coach, armchair neuroscientist, or think of me as a personal trainer for your mind. I did what is so easy for us all to do. I sacrificed my well-being and integrity in pursuit of success. I've turned that around and I love sharing how I did it. Welcome back, y'all. All right, it's episode five. This is the second in my series of four, breaking down my signature mindfulness framework, the mindfulness tech framework. Really just a simple framework blueprint to help inspire inspiration, motivation, commitment to start to optimize the way you think and feel. Tech is an acronym for the primary components of the framework, time, ego, compassion, honor. Last episode, we talked about time, so you can refer back to that. Today, we're going to talk about ego. So ego, there's so many ways to look at, look at and think about ego, and I know it can sound cliche, uh, but similar to the meditations, just take a moment to open your mind during this, these few moments of this um, talk and kind of open up to exploring potential to look at things in new ways to maybe shift your perspective a bit about why you're really doing things. And fundamentally, that's what this practice allows you to get at and the framework helps to spur is understanding your true motivation for why you're doing the things you're doing. In the component of time, the last episode we talked about really very granularly defining what are your priorities, what are the things you're doing today in your daily life, what are your priorities. And now this is really looking at that for, through the lens of why am I doing these things? And in the framework, I call it getting real with why. So it really does require you to open up to looking at things through a different lens and a new perspective. A lot of times, fundamentally, we know we're doing things from an ego-driven perspective. Sometimes we don't. So part of this exercise is just really getting rigorous with understanding what is the true motivation behind things and just being honest with ourselves. Not about necessarily yet taking action on those, just really getting honest with ourselves and why we are. So the simple example I give all the time is why we're in jobs that we're in. This is my career. It's really what I love doing. Getting honest about whether that's really the case. Do I really love this or is it really that I'm tied to the money? I'm tied to the paycheck. If I had anything, if I had a clean slate, I could do anything I wanted to do, what would that be? Opening up to the possibilities. Again, this isn't about being realistic, knowing that we have certain limitations, certain requirements, bills to pay. We can't just do anything we want. This is simply about the exercise and looking at things in a different way to get honest with ourselves about why we're doing what we're doing. And over time, that builds into this additional framework and layer that you can add on to this mindfulness practice for understanding what really motivates you, adding layers into your life that are more mindful and balancing those activities that aren't as mindful or are more, are more ego-driven, but you just have to stick with them anyway, layering in things that aren't so ego-driven and that are more prioritizing your well-being and your true desires. So going back to that example of work, this is where I, this was the, 
big shift in perspective for me and something I had to get really honest with myself. And it took a long time for over a decade. You know, I, I really felt like I was in, I was doing what I was doing because I, I loved it because I enjoyed it. But ultimately what I realized, and this is after getting really dedicated to my meditation practice, spiritual practice, starting to look at things in different ways because of hardships I was having, depression, anxiety, stress, and starting this, evolving this process and this framework on my own to say, I, something's not working. I got to look at this in a different way. So I was kind of forced to do it and looked at my career. And I said, that is first and foremost, like I, I see this as a career. Why do I need to have a career? Do I really need to be able to call something a career? Does that make me a better person? Is it more about comparing myself to others? And I do believe even that simple terminology and saying that this is my career. It's that definition that I, I define myself labeling ourselves by these things that we have or things that we do. So that's one aspect of it. The big piece of it for me was the pay and the realization over years of salary increases and ultimately achieving $300,000 a year. I was able to look back and say, wait, I'm my, the tra trajectory I'm going, I've achieved this certain level. I'm able to now experience what a certain level of income provides. Looking in the future to say, based on what I've achieved so far, the trajectory, you know, that doesn't just keep exponentially increasing. That starts to slow down over time. Unless something drastic happens that I do join a company where I'm in early on an IPO. I start my own company, the IPOs, which I had tried all these things. I had tried all those things and it didn't come to fruition. Three companies that I joined that could have IPO didn't. I made some money on stock, but not much. Started my own company, didn't turn into an IPO. Grateful for the experience, went amazingly well in different direction, but didn't go the ultimately making me a millionaire direction. So for a good 10 years of my career, I was tied to this thought of what's gonna make me a millionaire and tied to that. In the process, I started to make really good money, achieve this level of income where I realized I'm making great money, I have all these things, but is it really, what's the end game? Where is this really gonna get me ultimately? And what's the trajectory from here? So I'm sacrificing myself in the meantime to get where I was. I'd sacrificed so much. I'd given up really a lot of my well-being, my health, my focus on my stress and my anxiety. I was managing it in parallel pretty well, but I know it wasn't sustainable. Just that health, well-being aspect wasn't sustainable. And then the time and commitment I was devoting to the this role and this career that I had defined for myself that I felt like was who I was defining who I was I was able to step back and look at it and understand that that's not who I was and not who I wanted to be that the money I had experienced enough of the income enough of the money to realize that it wasn't making me happier again sounds cliche but there is a certain point at, without making money. Some people realize it. Some people don't realize it until they've made a certain amount of money. 
where you really understand what that means, that the money doesn't make you happy. And I really saw that it wasn't the money and the income making me happy. It was the growth that I was experiencing from my mental, my, my, my mindfulness practice, from a meditation practice, from opening up to prioritizing my well-being over my career, setting boundaries within my career, the amount of time I worked every day, the amount of hours I spent in the office, simple stuff to more rigorous things. But this realization was getting in my honest with myself to say this, this path in this way, at least is no longer for me. And so at the time at the company I was with, there were a lot of in New York, a lot of challenges going on with the acquisition with the company and a lot of uncertainty, but ultimately there was still a job there, but I just decided this is not for me. And so that's when I made the decision to move back to New York or LA, move back to LA from New York. So I, I quit, I quit, I quit the job and um, found another job in LA with lower pay. So that was the, one of the first commitments I made. I said, it's not, it can't be about the money anymore. I've let the money guide me for almost the last 15 years. Um, I've got to realize it's not about the money. And wherever that takes me next, I have to be comfortable with the uncertainty of that. And so that is kind of the primary beyond seeing things from the ego. It's being comfortable with the uncertainty. If I give up this job now and this income, that's step one. I, there's uncertainty of what's going to happen next. But part of my mindfulness practice and part of this mindset that I had established had given me enough confidence in my intuition to really just trust that things would work out. And so this is like that jumping off the cliff. This is not a, a small decision to make. But I had, I was content. I, I felt very stable about the decision and comfortable with the decision that this is the right move, no matter what the uncertainty. And then the next piece of that was to not commit to the money, to make it more about the company, to make sure I was ideally joining the right company, not to make it about the money and be open to making less money. So with the move that I did find another company, I was open to less money, cut my income and even then by probably making 20, 30% less than I had been before. And then ultimately with that company, even realized that that wasn't the right situation. That was not the right environment for multiple reasons. And that's when I shifted to focusing more on coaching and then developing my consulting business. So in that period of over the last year, I've cut my income over by over 50%, just about 60%. I've given up and sold or donated a lot of my belongings and clothes and furniture and got a smaller apartment to really scale back my cost of living to enable myself more freedom and flexibility to focus on what I want to focus on. And in that last year, I've turned down a position. I turned down over a hundred thousand dollars. Hard to say exactly because I never got to the full offer phase because 
I didn't allow it to be. I, I had drawn a boundary to say, I'm not going back to a full-time job, at least for now. I'm going to focus on doing something on my own. And so there again, like jumping off that cliff, I turned down a lot of money. But I trusted my intuition. Trusted in that shift of perspective I had to give up that ego-driven desire to grasp towards the money and let the money drive me. And so this is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Still brings a lot of uncertainty. There's more uncertainty, I can say for sure, than there was a couple of years ago. Being in a, in a steady job, or steady as it can be, making a certain level of salary, certain level of income, especially when you're working on your own, number one. That's a whole level of uncertainty when you have your own company. When you're developing a new company, that's an additional level of uncertainty. When you're making over 50 to 60% less income and you're scaling back your cost of living, what changes your way of life, that's a lot of uncertainty. But I can say wholeheartedly that I'm content, I'm happy, I'm so grateful, and I'm probably more content and happy than I ever have been. And it's just reinforcing for me that it's not about the money. At the same time, in this process of going deeper, I've also been able to kind of, in shedding that egoic desire, I've also been able to see that I actually do enjoy technology, that I enjoy what I used to look at as my traditional career. It's more of coming at it from a new perspective and mindful perspective to understand why I'm really motivated to do it being more rigorous about what companies I engage with, the people I engage with, setting limits and boundaries about how I engage and how I work, but still exploring that direction and using currently with my consulting business, expanding, you know, exploring, expanding that along with my coaching. So it doesn't mean that we have to completely, always completely change what we're doing. It's just finding ways to be able to, shift our perspective to look at our true motivation and ultimately start to prioritize our well-being over income over identification with materials so make it is what it is for you just be honest with yourself about how deep you have to go be comfortable with uncertainty that develops as a result as you're doing that and the beauty of this practice is this is what guides you. This, this practice is allowing you to develop your intuition, to know what steps to take, to be able to trust your intuition, to be able to be comfortable in uncertainty. So in the next episode, we'll talk about the next component of the framework, compassion. And now we'll move into meditation. So for this meditation, we'll just start to set our intention as you find a slow, steady breath. With each breath, committing to an intention to allow yourself to start to really check your ego, to really explore what your motivation is behind things and be honest with yourself. about what's motivating you and what you could do to maybe change the trajectory 
feeling yourself comfortable but alert. You might make sure that your back is straight, chin parallel with the floor, whether you're seated or sitting on the floor or laying on your bed. Just finding a comfortable position that you can maintain for the duration of the meditation. truly allowing yourself to relax feeling your jaw relax feeling the tongue drop to the bottom of your mouth with your eyes closed feeling the muscles around your eyes relax mentally whispering I commit to this allowing yourself to really step into this really start to sense and feel what's happening right now stop any skepticism noticing any desire to move or act or get carried away by your desire to go do something else just allowing yourself to commit to being right here right now feeling that relaxation deepen as you take the next inhale matching the depth of the exhale just feeling that relax you more deeply feeling relaxation now transfer to your shoulders feeling your shoulders drop down to your arms, your hands, your legs. Allowing yourself to fully relax. And again, just mentally whispering and telling that other voice in your head, go do something else, think about something else, just acknowledging that voice. thanking it, allowing it to be there. And as you do so, feeling yourself come back to the present moment, feeling yourself release that voice like a cloud in the sky, just feeling it kind of drift away. As with your next inhale, you feel yourself just come back to the present moment. For the rest of the practice, you're just, with every inhale, allowing yourself to more deeply commit. To checking your ego. Getting real with why you're doing things. and understand and develop ways that you can change that trajectory for the things that aren't working for you.
just mentally reciting that commitment. While the majority of your attention is just focused on the present moment, no striving, struggling, reaching, just surrendering, allowing yourself to be right here, right now. that background commitment, setting that intention to check your ego. It's about 5%. The other 95% is really just being here. As other thoughts or emotions, distractions arise, just acknowledging them, making it part of the experience and then just releasing it, watching it like a cloud in the sky, watch it dissolve. And then allowing yourself to release it, watching, just watching it drift away. And with that next inhale, just feeling yourself come back to the present moment. And practicing that just again and again. It's like training a puppy. We're not trying to stop our thoughts or emotions. We're just working to train our mind to recognize thoughts, emotions, distractions, so we don't spiral with and get carried away by them and then allow ourselves to stay in the present moment. Coming back to the present moment with your breath as you sense that intention to check your ego And then just gracefully continuing to surrender to the present moment as you recite that intention. mentally whispering, I commit to checking my ego, to getting real with why I'm doing things. Feeling a sense of gratitude for this practice, bringing a slight smile to your face, allowing yourself to really step into it again, really feel the gratitude, feel the sense of presence, even fleeting moments of a sense of presence or awareness that you had during this time. Allowing yourself to correlate that to your ability to be comfortable in uncertainty, to take big steps. They're going to shift your perspective. Allow yourself to focus on your well-being, prioritize your well-being. Training your mind, optimize the way you think and feel. If 
feeling that smile expand through your body, from your face to your heart. Just feel it expand. Feeling the gratitude for the practice. And as soon as you're ready, just slowly opening your eyes. Thank you for listening. Appreciate your support. Please subscribe to the podcast. Also visit my site, paulhearingcoaching.com if you're interested in coaching and be mindfully neurotic.